The Mindspo Podcast. What do you see with your mind's eyes? Welcome back. Let's elevate. Roll your shoulders up and back. Unclench your jaw. Elongate your spine as you take a deep breath in. And now, exhale. Now take your mind to that person, place, or thing that you have gratitude for and start to feel into the joy available to you at all times. Elevate into a higher vibration as we expand together and dive into this conversation. Welcome back to the Mindspo Manifestation Series brought to you by Manifesty App. My name is Rochelle Fox. I am your host and today I am joined with my partner in crime, my partner in life and my partner in business, the co-founder of Mindspo and Manifesty App, Crystal. Hello again. Hey baby. So today we thought that we would dive into one of the manifestation greats. This is a teacher that is prolific. He has a lot of work out there in the manifestation space. And I feel like a lot of his work is really reimagined in this day and age. So, so many people have taken the concepts and the ideas that this man said, and then they have reinvented them and put them out on TikTok and YouTube. I'm talking about none other than Neville Goddard. But the thing about Neville Goddard is that he has so much gold in his work. And often some of the, the most important things that he has said in the past haven't really been distilled or highlighted or really kind of broken down because they're written in a way that can seem a little bit not with the times. It's not simple. Yeah. It's, it's written like a hundred years ago almost. And yeah, people were definitely showing off with their language a little bit more. They were a little more articulate back then. So we've seen a lot of Neville Goddard's work reinvented, but a lot of the work that's reinvented is like sort of his more simpler stuff. So we have really dived in to choose some quotes mm-hmm. that are manifestation gold Mm. that really got us thinking in a new way that I feel like is really going to help you maybe just crack open your understanding of manifestation a little more. And we're going to dive into those today. Yep. Let me just jump straight into the first one. How about that? And then we'll continue. Give me that Neville Goddard gold. You got to do it in a Neville Goddard voice though. The first one. Deep voice. Let's go. Deep voice. Bedtime reading voice. Deeper. <laughs> Let me just get my vocal cords um, nice and low. Low. Okay, so here it is. <laughs> Man moves in a world that is nothing more or less than his consciousness objectified. Whoa. How was that? Was that low? It was low. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. Man moves in a world that is nothing more or less than his consciousness objectified. What does that mean to you? So the thing that I find is that a lot of manifestation wisdom is actually talking about the same basic concepts, but just learning about it or reading it isn't the same as actually applying it. Mm. And I find, at least from my personal experience, it's so easy to stay in the physical world, right? You see stuff and then the stuff that you see informs your thoughts. And so you can fall into this illusion that, oh, the physical was here first, right? It is how it is. And what I've got is what I've got. And it's the same show over and over. And I also think people who don't prescribe to the law of uh, attraction, probably the biggest point of contention that we have is that like, I believe my thoughts create the physical and they go, no, it's not. The physical is the physical and your thoughts are just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. So 
where I find there's a lot of value is when you read these philosophers like Neville Goddard, these teachers explain the same stuff in many different ways. And so this is just another way of explaining your thoughts create your reality. So you are a person that's moving in a world and the world that you're moving within is nothing more or less than your consciousness turned solid. Mm -hmm. So your consciousness objectified. And so a bunch of these quotes, they all basically say the same stuff but they say it in different ways. And I find that really useful because it creates different memories. And sometimes you hear something, you've already know this, you already heard this, but it's explained in a new way. And it's almost like it unlocks like a little key lock somewhere, right? We have this thing, Sol and I like went deep into manifestation, personal development, meditation, this whole entire realm, like in 2012, that was when our spiritual awakening was. And there've been so many times in the last few years where I have read something and I've gone, oh my God, I read that back in 2012. Mm. And in 2012, that didn't make sense to me. It didn't click. Mm. I, I didn't have a full understanding or embodiment of what that meant. And then I read it now or I hear someone say it and I'm like, whoa. That was that thing. And then finally it makes sense. So that one was epic. What's the next one? Next one is change your conception of yourself and you will automatically change the world in which you live. Mm. So to me, that's really talking about self-concept. So when you change that conception, the self-concept, like who it is you believe yourself to be, then that will change your outer reality. Your your identity, yeah. Yeah. Because like how you perceive yourself If someone asks you to describe yourself, the way you would describe yourself has a huge impact in how you wake up in the morning, how you defend yourself, what level of the goals are that you would actually go after because you believe that that might be possible for you. So yeah, that's one probably one of the biggest ways to change your life really is to play around and reimagine your own self-identity, like who even are you and what could you be? Yeah, I think I have this exercise that I would say is like a really good action step for this one, which is literally just to take a piece of paper, split it in half, and in one half write current self and the other half write future self. And then in your current self, just be really open with yourself, looking at yourself from a third-party view and write down all of the things that you consider to be true or that you would describe as who you are, right? now. So if you feel that you're currently lazy or you're currently unfit or you're not motivated, or maybe right now that you feel like you're very determined or you're stubborn or you're frustrated, like whatever it is, put down all those things on a piece of paper visually. So you can see what is your self-concept? Who do you believe yourself to be right now? And then once you have all of that out without judgment, get on the next piece of paper after doing a little bit of meditation and movement to shake up the energy. (laughs) I usually play Shake It Off by Taylor Swift to just like literally shake it off, do a little meditation, and then write down all of the things that you would like to see yourself as in the future. So write a brand new future self-concept. So maybe you wake up earlier in the morning. Maybe you're more disciplined. Maybe you are someone that has a more thriving social life. This is something that I'm doing right now. Sol and I are literally about to leave to go to Australia for six months. This will probably be out when we're in Oz. And I've been really working on who is it that I am in Australia. I did that to you today. We were walking down in the morning and I was saying to Sol, who is it that you are in Oz? What is this version of you? I think the move to Australia is an opportunity to treat it like a portal, right? Okay, next one is life makes no mistakes and always gives man that which man first gives himself. 
I think about self-love so much when I hear that one. Say it again. Life makes no mistakes and always gives man that which man first gives himself. This to me is just like the classic, like you have to put yourself first in the sense that you have to give yourself worth. Yeah. yeah, You have to give yourself what it is that you're looking for on the outside. And I think this is one of the key mistakes that I see in manifestation when it comes to just people looking for love, people looking for success, people looking for acknowledgement or something outside of themselves. There are so many people that I see when they're manifesting, they're thinking that when I get the car, that's when I'm going to feel better about myself. When I get that level of success, that's when I'm going to feel better about myself. When I get that partner, that's when I'm going to be worthy. And the thing is, you actually will only feel worthy when you give all those things to yourself. Like when you see yourself as successful, that's when you will actually be worthy of success because you believe it in yourself. When you love yourself, that's when you'll actually attract the person that you really feel is in alignment to who it is that you want to be. And that's not to say that you couldn't get one of these symbols of whatever and it would change who you are. It's like buying yourself a a great wardrobe and then you start to, you know, clothes make the man, as they say. But it's easier if you imagine it first and then just claim it inside of your own mind. And then not only will the actual physical manifestation of it come easier, but you also already get the payoff ahead of time, right? You don't need to follow these symbols hoping that they will make you, because like you could very easily get those manifested physical symbols and still not feel complete. That's the thing I'm talking about. That's what I see so often. People get the thing, but they actually haven't got it within. And it's, it's funny because sometimes the thing manifests and it comes in like the success manifests, but we don't feel successful. And then the success goes mm. because it's like we never actually embodied it. We never actually accepted it. Yep. So I really do feel like at the end of the day, sometimes we do attract things that we don't actually feel or, or want because we're, we're thinking about them so much and that they come in, but we don't hold them. We can't keep them because yeah. they slip out of our, yeah. they slip out of our it's reality. Not a, not a vibrational match. That's why 98% of lottery winners lose all their money. Yeah. Next one. Only as one is willing to give up his present limitations and identity can he become that which he desires to be. So it's that same thing, right? It's like if what you desire to be is something that's different than what you are right now, then you have to give up your present limitations and your present identity. Mm -hmm. You have to let go of it, right? Which is why I used to love that saying, um, you are whoever you pretend to be. Mm -hmm. Because it allows you to play pretend but then it's also giving you permission to actually then fully claim that pretended version mm-hmm. and actually make them yourself until you then become it because that's how it works. It's just that most people, I think, they they think that they shouldn't or couldn't or and then you just get stuck with your well, existing th- set of beliefs. I think it's that we're always waiting for the external yeah. in order, order for, for us permission. to internally mm-hmm. take it in. And I think that's just a classic example of like you can have everything that you want now, like everything that you desire, everything that you want, you can have it now. You just have to choose it for yourself and start showing up as that person. Yeah. I, I think so often we are waiting for something outside of ourselves sure. to tell us that we can. It's this like permission slip thing that we have. And I think that's also why I'm so passionate about rituals and routines or like ceremonies and retreats, because I feel like so often when people come on a retreat, uh, for women, especially with our self-love retreat, the thing that I see over and over again, it's like people go from being in girlhood to being in womanhood on that retreat, because it's like they claim their sovereignty. And I think that we are... We don't really claim our sovereignty so much in this day and age. And I think back in the day, there were so many 
rituals and tribulations and trials that you had to go through in order to become an adult. A rite but, of passage. But now the the test to become an adult is actually really nothing. It's just, it's like, oh, you just become an adult and we all get drunk. So people don't really feel into that sense of like, I'm really responsible. And that's why we have yeah. so many TikToks and memes and stuff of, oh my God, I'm an adult now. And people are so ill-prepared because we wrap people in cotton wool and then we kind of throw people out. And it's like- Yeah, we like just think that a sense of adulthood just magically happens, but like it doesn't. It's very interesting. So next one. If you judge after appearances, you will continue to be enslaved by the evidence of your senses. Mm. It's like, once again, it's like you're living. This is where that, that saying, being Delulu is the Salulu. Like, you have to learn to become delusional. Like, somebody who doesn't follow any of this stuff would look at what you're doing and be like, you're being delusional. And it's, you're not paying attention to your current physical surroundings to, as a reference point of what's possible for you. And this is saying, it's like, if you just keep judging your life and what you're capable of by appearances, the outside objectified materialistic version of reality, then you're going to continue to be enslaved by the evidence of your senses. I believe this is why visualization is so key, because mm. you have to create a vivid inner world, a vivid inner imagination of what it is that you want to create in the outer world. And you need to see it in your inner world first. And that is why things like vision boards are so powerful and especially manifestation movies like what we have on Manifesty app. Mm. All of these things work because you are creating this visual world of what it is that you are wanting to manifest and bring into reality. And you're doing it inside your mind first, or you're doing it in a visual form before it happens. And then you are feeling into that visual. Yeah. And that to me is, it's like you are living in a delusional world. You are living in the world before before it's manifested, but mm. that's how it gets manifested because 100%. we don't manifest through what we are and who we are. It, we manifest from who we are being, what we are feeling and what we are believing is possible. So if you just look at the outer world and you look at the outer world as like the only way that you're going to find evidence and feel confident and trust yourself, then you're not really going to get much more results because it's like, how can you get better results if all you're doing is looking at the results that you have? Like you have to visualize that things are going to get better, things are going to improve. Isn't it funny as a paradox in our culture that we have this skepticism around believing in the unseen? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, that's just in your head, something like that. But meanwhile, all the greatest things that have ever been invented literally had to follow that process. Like you need some Elon Musk guy to have some crazy vision in his head and just go after it regardless of the evidence in order for it ever to manifest yeah. in the first place. This is why I hate when I hear people say, oh, she's got her head in the clouds. I'm like, amazing, keep her head in the clouds <laughs> yeah, like she's exactly where she's meant to be she's probably going to be incredible okay next one to attempt to change circumstances before i change my own imaginal activity is to struggle against the very nature of my own being for my own imaginal activity is animating my world read it again so to attempt to change circumstances so everything around you before i change my own imaginal like imaginary activity is to struggle against the very nature of my own being for my own imaginary activity is animating the world. Mm -hmm. So once again, it's like you're, if you're just trying to change things by using force physically out on the outside, you, you are actually not utilizing the most powerful part of yourself, which is your imagination. 
that's the thing. It's so funny, right? We have this association with like power being this physical thing. And so like a thought, which just feels so light and see-through and fluffy, oh, that can't do anything. But like, that's the root cause and source of everything. Mm. So it's just a paradox. I think alone a thought isn't much, but a thought with feeling and focused intention is everything. So when it comes to thoughts, I really do believe that it's about thinking about thoughts like you would think about a laser. What you focus on expands. So when you keep thinking the same thoughts, when you keep focusing the same thoughts and the same feelings and you do it over and over and over again, you get like a laser to what it is that you want. That's how you get the power. Like thoughts alone, like we have so many thoughts a day. We have over, I think it's like 60,000 that science says or 80,000 thousand thoughts a day and all of those thoughts if they're all just scattered everywhere that's not very powerful we all have that but when you get your thoughts in alignment when you get them focused and when you back them up with feeling then you've got something that's game changing i guess you could think of it like we mentioned this in another episode but it's like a it's like a water dripping onto a stone right Mm -hmm. like one drop isn't going to do anything A thousand drops, probably still not going to do anything. But if the water keeps dripping on that rock for long enough, and even I think in manifestation, it doesn't need to take as long as water on a rock. You know, sometimes it's thousands of years. But eventually it will wear away at it. Like the repetition and the consistency is where the power is Mm -hmm. over the long term. Okay, next one is you do not fight against your problem. Your problem will only live as long as you are conscious of it. Take your attention away from your problem and the multitude of reasons why you cannot achieve your ideal. Concentrate your attention entirely upon the thing desired. So this is just pointing out this connection between where you place your mind and what you get. Mm. We get caught in this loop of thinking about what we don't want And then worrying about whether we've thought enough about the thing that we don't want to stop it from happening. And we we do this worry cycle thing, not realizing the connection between what you're paying attention to and what you actually then end up creating in your life. So people will focus on, God, I really hope I don't get sick. I really hope I don't get sick. But the universe just hears the essence. The universe doesn't hear the don't. The universe just hears, oh, sick. So you're thinking about sickness. You're thinking about the absence of sickness, but like the universe just reads that as sickness. In that case, it's like you have to think about health. What does health feel like? If you don't want sickness, think about health. I just find that interesting. It's like you don't fight against your problem. Your problem will only live as long as you are conscious of it. Take your attention away from your problem and the multitude of reasons why you can't have your ideal life. There's all these reasons why you can't. Instead, concentrate your attention entirely on the things that you wish that you desire. I think for me, that really comes down to, I think it is important to sometimes think about the worst case scenario or think about the things that could go wrong, but only think about them from the sense of, okay, I see a problem. I identify a problem. So now let me figure out a solution. And then once you have the solution, put it to the back of your mind and just go, it's sorted. Because I think the thing when it comes to worry, like whenever I'm worrying about something, whenever I'm in a loop, I'll just bring it to the forefront of my mind and I'll go like, is there something I can solve here? Am I in control of any element here? And if I'm not in control of anything, then I just have to surrender it and let it go. Now, if I am in control of something, I will then figure out how would I overcome this? How would I solve this? What would be the solution here? And then I go, okay, great. That's solved. So you have to be a little bit more pragmatic with your thoughts and not just like let them run wild, actually tame them a little bit and sort them out and put them in different buckets. So there's like the surrender bucket, there's the solve bucket, and then maybe 
maybe there's a like to solve bucket. And if there is something that comes up in my brain that I am like, oh God, how am I going to figure that out? I'll just assign it to my subconscious. I'll just go to bed and be like, I really need to find a solution to this. I really Mm. need to find a solution to this. Can you help me find a solution to this? And then lo and behold, after a few nights of doing that, the solution will come to me. Yeah, I think as always, it's about finding a a balanced pathway. It's not about all or nothing. It's not like, oh my God, I had one negative thought. I've completely screwed all of my Mm -hmm. manifestation. But I think there is definitely value in preparing for the worst case scenario and not just being completely delusional at all times to the point where like your life's literally God knows what's going to happen because you're not paying for health insurance and you're not checking whether the hairdryer has been turned off or something. But I do think what's important to to realize is how out of balance the average state of mind already is. Yeah. Like sometimes we think about, oh, but isn't it good to think about the worst case scenario? It's, you can definitely make that argument. But do you think you only think about the worst case scenario a little bit? Because I think most people spend most of the time thinking about all the worst case scenarios. Oh, that's what I mean. Like you have to, that's what I'm talking about. You have yeah. to figure it out, put it in a bucket, but never let it be in a loop. Yeah. Like that's the thing that you have to be and so like, careful of. It sounds like you might have someone who would hear us say this, just don't focus on your problems, focus on the positive. And they might immediately buck and be like, yeah, but isn't it good to think about the worst case scenario? It's like, just try to only think about the positive. Just try, I dare you. I dare you to create a state of mind where you manage to just think about the positive because I don't think that exists. I've, I've, I've seen a video of even the Dalai Lama talk about himself getting angry sometimes. So even he can't manage to maintain a perpetual happy state of mind. Mm. So I don't think probably 99.999% of everyone that's listening to this podcast is at risk of being so delusional that they never have a negative thought. I think it's just about trying to steer it more towards, like you said, if you've got a problem, cool, think about it once and now focus on what you actually want. What If the problem were already solved, what would that look like? And then make sure you invest your essence and your attention and your energy there rather than all the worst case scenarios. Okay, next one is to be conscious of being poor while praying for riches is to be rewarded with that which you are conscious of being, namely poverty. Prayers to be successful must be claimed and appropriated. Assume the positive consciousness of the thing desired. It's once again, it's that thing. It's like literally everything that we just said a moment ago. Like you think you're moving towards this thing that you want, but you have to watch out that you're not actually focused more on the absence of it or the the negative counterpart of it. And you have to embody and act like it before you are it. Mm. So there is a... There is always this kind of gap that you have to fill with the delusional self. And I think that that is something that people struggle with. It's like, well, but isn't that fake? Isn't this whatever? And it's like, well, you become whatever you believe you are. You become whatever you pretend to be. So pretend, believe you are, like be delusional. Like you look at someone like Lady Gaga. Did Lady Gaga just magically become Lady Gaga? No, she was delusional about who it is that she wanted to become. She had this vision of who she was going to be and she started showing up as that person and she just like took on this character and there has to become this kind of play and I think that this is sometimes where we struggle and I think one of the reasons why I see people struggle with it is because they're so out of touch with play and I think that this is why I always come back to the frame of 
Think of life like a game and manifestation is a way that you can play the game. And when you look at life like a game and you start to realize that you can play with life, then you can choose whatever character you want to be. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be whoever you think that you are right now. You can be whoever you want to be and you can just play and try out all the different attributes and characteristics and just have fun with it, experiment with it more, take yourself less seriously Definitely. and you will be amazed what happens. I will be is a confession that I am not. The father's will is always I am. Mm. Until you realize that you are the father, there is only one I am and your infinite self is that I am. Your will is always I will be. So it's just this interesting thing, right? We we think that we're we're manifesting but we're actually focused on not having it. Mm. I can't wait until. No. I hope I will when this thing oh, happens. God, there's some manifestations that I've been doing that with lately. Of I need that reminder. Of course, me too, me too. I get caught in it all the time. I, this is why this stuff bears repeating because if you think that you're just going to hear this once and it's going to like sink in, I am not ruling out that that's possible. It's just quite unlikely. Mm. What's most likely is you'll hear it. You'll be like, oh my God, that's so wise. Holy crap, I'm going to start doing that. And then life happens. And three minutes later, you're back in the same way of thinking that you've been doing your entire life and that Mm. most people around you are probably doing. And so, yeah, it's funny. You really have to learn once again to live on two levels at once, right? You have to create this delusional understanding underneath that like, okay, I need to be childlike. I need to perceive reality as a playful matter that I can change. But then at the same time, if I don't want to seem like a complete clown to the people around me, I have to maybe put on a little bit of a mask sometimes and be like, yeah, yeah, and play the game of society where everything is solid and A plus B equals C. And, uh, you know, A plus B equals C, really? Whatever. Just that, that linear. I get it materialistic kind of perception that rules rules the world, even regardless of what science is coming out with, the quantum model of reality and superposition and all this stuff. And that article in the Scientific American, I think two years ago, that said local, the universe is not locally real. That was the physics Nobel Prize. Like that just goes, but people are still going to be like, oh yeah, but it is what it is. <laughs> and I'm like, it's R- not. Read that it one is again. What, it is whatever you think it is. I will be is a confession that I am not. The Father's will is always I am. Until you realize that you are the Father, your will is always I will be. I have an action step for everyone listening. If there is something that you have been saying, oh, I will do this, or I'm going to do this, or I want to do that, and it's just been something that you've been hanging just outside of yourself as this kind of someday maybe wanting to kind of energy, I want you to turn that into an I am affirmation statement. So maybe it's I am a morning person, or I am someone that looks after my health, or I am someone that goes to bed at 10 p.m. Like Saul's nodding because he's like, yes, Rochelle, be a morning person. Go to bed at 10 p.m. But I want you to take whatever that is and then program that into Manifesty. And every single day when you see it, say it in your mind out loud. Mm. I am whatever it is that you put after that. Because I think that there are so many things that we want to be or we say that we're going to do, but we haven't really adapted with like much 
like belief yet. Conviction. And conviction, exactly. So and this is your little sign to, yeah, take that desire that you have, that thing that you have been thinking about and really implement it today and decide that you are that person and start showing up as them. Okay, so we have one last one. This one is a bit of a doozy, but let's see how we go. Here is a simple formula for successful fishing. First, decide what it is you want to express or possess. This is essential. You must definitely know what you want of life before you can fish for it. After your decision is made, turn from the world of sense. Remove your attention from the problem and place it on just being by repeating quietly but with feeling, I am. As your attention is removed from the world round about you and placed upon the I am so that you are lost in the feeling of simply being, you will find yourself slipping the anchor that tied you to the shallows of your problem and effortlessly you will find yourself moving out into the deep. Boom. <laughs> Oh. Wow. I think the one thing that I got on that, the, I'm not going to say I got the whole thing, but in the beginning, I really loved how he said that you need to know what it is that you're fishing for in life. So it's, I think so often we're not clear on what it is that we oh, want. Sure. And anyone listening to this, that's like, I, but I don't know what I want. I get that. I hear that so often. If you don't know what you want, ask yourself, how do you want to feel? Because it's not about what you want. It's actually about feeling. You want everything that you want because you want to feel something. Mm. At the end of the day, everything in the human experience really comes down to a feeling. So is it that you want a feeling of success, a feeling of happiness, a feeling of love, a feeling of appreciation, a feeling of safety? Whatever that is, focus on the feeling and when you know what it is that you want, if it's like, oh, I want this thing, ask yourself, what is the feeling that you want from achieving that thing? Or even if you know the feeling, ask yourself then like, what would it take for you to have that feeling then? Mm. If you want to feel like you belong and you're accepted, then maybe you're like, well, oh, I would really love to have three friends who are all friends with each other as well. So maybe you have your little gang of people or something. <laughs> I think we talked about this the other day. <laughs> I'm taking applications for a gang. Chris in Bondi. is manifesting a gang. I'm create of, a gang. <laughs> Chris is manifesting a gang of three guys. Ma a manifestation in gang. If you're interested in being part of Soul's three a guy it's a, the a team, team, he is going to be residing near Bondi. He's taking applications. Yes. As you can see, it's going to make him very happy. I am also manifesting a girl gang in Sydney. I think I've got a vision of who they're going to be. But uh, Soul is manifesting a three boy boy band four boys me included okay four, so boy. four boy boy band okay let's go back to it so <laughs> firstly you need to so know what it is that you want here is a simple formula for successful fishing okay i love the analogy of fishing first decide what it is you want to express or possess okay. so something that you want to have materialistically yeah. or something that you want to express like more confidence more health more okay. something got that this is essential you must definitely know what you want of life before you can fish for it okay so no what you want in order to get it. Yes, Got clarity it. is key. After your decision is made, 
turn from the world of sense, so disconnect from everything around you, the world of the five senses, remove your attention from whatever the problem is. Mm -hmm. So obviously you want something because there might be an absence of it or there is, I'm a shy person, I wish I was more confident. So like remove your awareness from the senses around you and remove your attention from that problem and now place it on just being. And I think it's he's talking about being the thing that you want to create, right? Mm-hmm. And so then you quietly repeat to yourself with feeling, the feeling of, I would say, embodying whatever it is, I am, I am, I am. And then as your attention is removed from the world around about you and is placed on the I am so that you are lost in the feeling of simply being, being that trait, having that thing, whatever it is. As you do that, I love this, like you will find yourself slipping the anchor that tied you to the shallows of your problem. And effortlessly, you will find yourself moving out into the deep. Oh, so good. So you're just going to like actually get those deeper layers of embodiment because you're not focused on what's around you. You're being Delulu and you are also just really affirming, I am, I am, I'm not, I'm not this. It's like, no, 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 I am that. I love the idea of like detaching. So it's what he's talking about, like slipping away the anchor. For me, that is like detaching from the past self Mm. and then sinking into the future self. And it's sort of this metaphor of like the current self being this kind of shallow lands that you're like existing in when there is so much depth and there is so much possibility and so much infinite abundance that is available to you when you just release your attachment from the current reality. And then you go into the depths of the unknown. And I think that that is just like such a metaphor for just life and abundance. I think we are so caught up in our heads and so limited. We put ourselves in such a box and we think that this is only possible for me. And we're always constricting ourselves. And this is just a reminder to move off the shallows, all the limitations and go into the depths of the unknown where everything is possible. But you first have to choose that that's what you want. And then you have to disconnect from where you are currently. And then that's how you you will go into the depths of where you want to end up. Yeah. And I think also a key point here that I always notice quite often is that there's actually like mindfulness that's required in your future tripping, you know, because you are in like positive future tripping because you're being delusional, you're imagining a future, you're pretending it's already happened. But it's so funny, on the one hand, you're absent-minded because you're not here in the physical five-sense realm anymore. But in a weird sense, you're not just absent-minded, but you're actually being mindful. Mm -hmm. It's like you're being present. And I feel like this is such a key like secret to manifesting really effectively and powerfully. It's like you're becoming mindful in the future. We can definitely do a whole another episode on this because one of the key teachings from Neville Goddard that is kind of washed over, I believe, is mindfulness. Neville Mm -hmm. Goddard was really, really big into mindfulness and being present. And he really saw mindfulness as a key factor to manifestation. And people always say to me like, how does meditation help you manifest? And my answer is always like you, firstly, you get awareness of your thoughts and you become aware of the voice inside your head. Therefore you realize you're not the voice inside your head, but being able to be present and mindful and find that stillness within every single day is so, so powerful because it allows you to become greater than your environment and really move beyond the human experience and just, oh, 
literally go into the depths. Oh, this was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like us to do more episodes like this in the future, don't forget to share out this episode on social media. You can find us at Mindspo on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm at Rochelle underscore Fox and Chris is at Chris Soul. So tag us away on your stories. Let us know that you enjoyed this episode. Share it out so we know to do more like this in the future. I could definitely sit here all day and distill Neville Goddard's work. He is incredible. So we will see you in the next one. Thank you for joining me for this episode. You can discover more from Mindspo on Instagram and TikTok by following at Mindspo and myself at Rochelle underscore Fox. If this episode inspired you, then please pass it on and share the love. And if you're new to our world and you want to elevate your mind and step into your best self, then be sure to download our app Manifesty from the App Store and take advantage of the free trial. With Manifesty, you can create your own vision board movies, practice powerful meditations, and set affirmation reminders so your phone supports your journey towards that abundant vision of your future. And lastly, always remember, you create your own reality. So go and make some magic. Thank you.